Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hi, I'm Courtney Fenner, and along with my co-host Amanda Cronin, hey, hey. we are a Nefarious Nightmare. We are a podcast that covers true crime, the paranormal, weird unsolved mysteries, and all with a personal approach and a sense of humor. We also end our podcast with good life advice such as, wear deodorant, or don't be a Richard. Courtney and I have covered cases such as the Baker Hotel in Mineral Wells, Texas, and the tragic death of little Sharon Matthews. We've also covered the case of Gloria Ramirez, who was, very unfortunately, dubbed the toxic lady in the media. And also, in episode one, we have an interview with Jason Vukovich, the Alaskan Avenger, and his sister, Angelina. So let's all gather around the bonfire and roast serial killers and marshmallows. Yes, yes, come on in, come on in. You can find Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, pretty much anywhere you find really great podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening and welcome to A Nefarious Nightmare. In a normal day. Starting. Starting now. Yes. Just for you. There's the sound of happiness. Just for you. Hey, y'all. Hey, everybody. We're here again this is april it's caroline and we sure are thirsty i am parched so what we're doing today is we are recording a quickie for you guys and what you don't know but now you do is this is our second time recording it because it was one of her first episodes it was next week you're going to hear my very first episode but not really because i'm re-recording it remastered shitty yeah yeah. It wasn't it was just it was just really long and we I I kept whispering and then Yeah. It was, it was I, we were just virgins. Yeah, yeah. Now we, we're pros. We're, Not miss, really. Yeah. No, we are. We're like J V. I've never I don't think I know about that. <laughs> J V life. I'm sorry. Know. Can you tell sorry. me about that life? Because I've <laughs> always been varsity. So sorry about it. Tell us what the story is. Let's start off with this. Ready? Yes. 911, what is your emergency? Uh, I'm, at, I'm at a friend's house. Uh, he's out of town, and I came here to check on the flight, and she's dead on the floor. Okay. Uh, the address okay. is... Okay, stay on the line. Oh, sir, hold on, yeah. stay on the line. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're doing yeah. very well. Good job. Just yeah. a moment, we're going to connect you. They're going to ask yeah. for the address. Hang up. MLSM Fire, what is the address of the emergency? Okay, and is that a house or an apartment, sir? The house. Tell me exactly what happened. Uh, my friend, uh, she's a doctor. Uh, I'm a doctor. Uh, she 
uh, came home uh, last night. Uh, husband is in uh, Connecticut, and uh, she was supposed to go to work at 9 o'clock. She called me, and I was on my way into work, so I swung by, and she's dead on the floor. And there's a hammer at the side, and she's bashed in the back of the head. Um, so, what did you hear? Bashed in the back of the head with a hammer. Yes. And, you know, some people are like, the the 911 call, it seems like he's very calm. Yeah. Which... My first time hearing this, I was like, oh, okay, he did it. Yeah. He was just a neighbor who was called up to it, and that's what he walked in on. And he was a doctor, so it's like, maybe our doctor's, like, trained to going to be a little calm in, like, these crazy situations. But I guess you just never know. I I just thought he was setting up the situation perfectly. Oh, husband's out of town and all the way in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And I'm a doctor, too. And we're working together. So I could see because I went there. True. You just never know. But listen, this is Teresa Sievers. And this was on uh, Saturday, June. No, Sunday, June 28th, 2015. Okay, so she goes, um, her and her family went on, I wouldn't say a vacation, but they took a trip to up north. Like, they live in Florida. Oh. Florida. Yep. Why is it always Florida? Florida. (laughs) So they went to New York or Connecticut. I mean, they're all the same, I guess. I don't know. I'm learning about all these different (laughs) states that are very close and tiny. We should cover every state, and then we'll know (laughs) all about the geography. So they're up there. It's basically like a little family get-together of Teresa's family. So it's like her mom and her sisters and stuff like that. It's like a little family reunion. So she leaves early. She leaves on a Sunday to head back home so she can get ready to go to work on Monday. And she leaves everybody. Yeah. So her husband, Mark, and their two kids stay with the family and she comes back early because she has to see her patients. Okay. So she's the one who's got to go to work and, um, um, and she's going to go see some patients early Monday morning. So that is not what happened because as you can tell by the 911 call, she was found in her home bludgeoned to death. She never even made it to the patients. No, she did not. So they they lived in Florida. They lived in Bonita Springs. So she was a holistic physician. She ran her own clinic, and uh, the practice was called Restorative Health and Healing Center. They she just give everybody weed. In one of the in one of the interviews or one of the shows, they were like, they were like. We're pretty sure that she did pot. And the comments are like, well, no shit. She did pot. She's a holistic, holistic healer. Is it legal? It has to be legal there. Probably everything's legal. I don't know. Was it legal in 2015? I don't know when everything oh, came legal. Okay. And we're in Florida. Everything's probably legal mm-hmm. in Florida. Hell. So she was known to be like super passionate about what she did. And she really pushed for what she believed in. But she was also known to have a feisty temper. Okay. So some of her coworkers didn't really like her very much because she was just like really passionate oh okay 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 and mark her husband worked at the office and he was like the office manager oh man (laughs) and he took care of going (laughs) (laughs) and he took care of the girls so she put the strap on on yes she did she ran the household she She was like five foot nothing she always wore like these tall stilettos and so she's just like probably this like she's in charge she knows all the things i mean she's just fire yes like it yes yes so 
She gets back. Okay, so her flight lands Sunday night, lands back in Florida. Okay. Okay. She calls Mark, her husband. She's like, hey, I made it. I landed. Everything went great. Everything's fine. I'm heading home. So she heads home from the airport. And Monday morning, her colleagues are like, mm, where is she? She's very prompt usually. And she would let us know if she was going to be late. And she would never be the type to just not show up without yeah. letting anybody know. So it's very unlike her. And so her assistant calls her phone, calls and texts her. Well, they don't get a response. So then they call Mark. Well, he was like, oh, I haven't talked to her since I talked since last night, whenever she let me know that she landed. He's like, but I haven't talked to her, so let me just go ahead and call her. So he calls, he doesn't get an answer, and he so, like starts like freaking out, starts worrying. So he calls the neighbor, who's the guy who made the 911 okay. call. So he calls the neighbor, he's like, hey, can you go check on Teresa? Like, she's not answering, and she got home last night from the flight, and blah, blah, blah. And this is when he found, the neighbor found her in the oh, house. Okay, so he did in the house. He didn't just happen upon her. Correct. Husband called and said, go check on her. Yes. So she was found dead on the kitchen floor in a pool of blood with a bloodstained hammer beside her. She was violently beaten with the hammer at least 17 times. God. Hit crushing her skull and obviously causing all the injuries. I mean, it was it was a like awful scene this is very familiar i know when i first brought it up i was like um the name Miss is even teresa Seaver sounds like missy beavers yes it does yeah same thing so the investigators like police and stuff believe like they're like okay we she got home from her flight she walked into the kitchen and she was attacked like this is what happened and they're like but did she what, did she walk in on a robbery, like on her house being robbed? And they're like, well, apparently not, because although the there was signs of force entry, so there was like the door had been like pried open, but there was $40,000 cash inside there. Like, I don't know who just keeps $40,000 cash in your house. Wow. But Maybe when you sell weed for a living. True. You You're right. <laughs> so they had $40,000 cash and like he had a, Mark had like a bunch of guns and there was like all these valuables around and, and nothing was t touched at all. So then it's like, oh, this is getting a little suspicious. It's not robbery. Not, not robbery. Random. Nope. And so then they're like, well, maybe let's look into some of her coworkers because we noticed that, like, they don't really, some of them are, like, one of them was about to leave and quit, and they didn't really get along. And then they they eventually, like, figured that that wasn't, like. Yeah, it wasn't a coworker. Yeah. So when police finally, con they contacted Mark, because obviously, what's your first thing? You go to the spouse. Yes. For sure. So they call him. They want to talk to him, and they're like, he could barely speak. He was just completely shocked. Completely shocked. I wish I had a recording of that. Oh, there is a recording of him leaving a voicemail on the neighbor's phone, if you want to look that up. Mm. So he cooperated with the police right away. He spoke to them without a lawyer. He gave them, like, uh, an alibi. I mean, obviously he had an alibi. He was with the kids. Yes, Florida. yes. It's all perfectly yes. lining up. So a week goes by and there's still no leads. They have the funeral. Things happen, you know. So there were some things that people noticed uh, about Mark at the funeral 
And one of them was that he was wearing um, like a handgun. He had a handgun in his waistband that was visible. And they just thought that was kind of weird. And they're like, well, maybe he's just like paranoid. paranoid. Yeah. And that he seemed to be acting really weird as far as this guy who just lost his wife. As far as like he was like inviting like he's like hey everybody come over to my house after the funeral let's go get in the pool and let's have a party and just kind of was like and when people would try to come up to him and like comfort him he was just very um like cold to them and he just didn't want to talk i think he just don't want to talk about it he's like oh that's fine yeah so it was it was just these certain things that people noticed so police continue to look into mark and then um they nothing happens two months goes by okay so we got two months, nothing, nothing is said, nothing is said to the media. There's no word, but all the while the police are doing I was all like, this come on, work. police. So Don't disappoint me. They announced that they're going to have a press conference with updates on the case. So then the media and everybody shows up and they're like, okay, what? They're going to give us some clues. Like what? Well, they're shocked when the police drop this bomb and they announce that they have arrested a suspect. Okay. Their first suspect. This is is Jimmy Ray Rogers. Where he come from? Jimmy Ray Rogers came from Missouri. Okay. Mm. Do they have ties to Missouri? Mm. We'll see. Okay, tell mm. me the story. So then they announced within an hour of that arrest that they made a second arrest. And this is Curtis Wayne Wright. I'm going to need you to look up Curtis Wayne Wright and... Mark Sievers, like look up oh, okay. what they look like. Oh, am I allowed to? Yes, you, allowed? you are. I give Thank you permission, you. and everybody else can do it too. Even though it'll be on the post when we post it, because he's also from Missouri. So now we have two people who are arrested for the murder of a doctor in Florida, and they're from Missouri. Like these guys drove over a thousand miles to kill somebody. What? Happen. This is not making sense, but guess what? I'm going to tell you now. You better give me some gas money. No one had ever heard of Jimmy Rogers, but when people saw pictures of this Curtis Wainwright, I'll just call him Wainwright, they were shocked because he looked identical to Mark, Teresa's husband. Oh, I think I took a screenshot. Oh, I remember this a little bit. He looked identical. They... Um, they were, they like, they, they looked the same. They had the same build. They were both bald. They're both like bald white guys. They both had like, they both wore glasses, similar looking glasses. They both had beards that were like cut the same. And it turns out that Mark and this Wainwright guy had grown up together in Missouri and they were best friends all of their lives. Oh, there we go. Not only did Wainwright uh, attend Teresa and Mark's wedding, he was the best man in their wedding. Oh, okay. Okay. And oh, he man. also attended Teresa's funeral. So, Curtis and Mark were having an affair and Teresa was in the way. There are some accounts that would say that they were swingers. <laughs> did they have the upside down pineapple they probably did and the red and red mulch, mulch. <laughs> so i don't know if that was was that in our episode i don't think we i think we'd cut it out but but in case you didn't know two signs 
Two signs show that you are a swinger. If you have an upside down pineapple in your yard and if you have red mulch. Now, I just have to tell you. Or a black ring. Or a black ring. Some kind of ring that's black. But y'all, April just put (laughs) red mulch in her yard. So I'm wondering if that's an invite. I don't know. I'm just saying. We We weren't just investigating swingers. We had a friend that was being mo- was moving to Austin, and she was warned about the swinger neighborhoods. So she bought a book, and it told her all about these signs. So if you go to a grocery store and you put your pineapple at the end oh, of the, the grocery basket. of the baskets, that means you're ready. That you're means you're looking, you're looking for. I forgot to do that. Dis- I was gonna t- try it we, out. We need a. Do it on live. When we I go think to we Christmas. should. Yes. That should be f- a fun holiday adventure. But Holly, Bloody Howard. Bloody Howard? Howard, yeah. Bloody Howard Adventures. Yes. Holiday Adventures. Holiday. B-H-J-J-J-J. Swinger Edition. Swinger Edition. <laughs> we have a new podcast, everybody. Swinger Edition. Um, wait, but we put red mulch down because we have a red brick, and it really looks mm. really good with That's the red brick. That's what they all say. Sure. Mm. So not only was this Wainwright guy uh, involved in their past life, he was currently involved in their lives at that time because he was the tech guy. Like he worked on the computers at Teresa's clinic. So he would drive in and work on the computers. And then mark over. Pretty probably. Probably. Yeah. Or like, I mean, they look the same. So why would she want to? be hooking up with him because oh, yeah. it'd be like basically it's the same different. person that's boring so i mean look now we have jimmy we have wayne and they're from missouri yeah and then we have mark like let's figure out how all okay. what happened here yeah. so police received a tip from somebody in missouri saying that wayne had confessed to killing Teresa. Mm. Okay. back in 2011 okay so this is 2015 yeah so back in 2011 right wainwright had been this was yesterday literally there's it's updated from last year wow so uh wainwright had gone to prison in 2011 on drug charges and this is when he met jimmy rogers while he was in jail jimmy was in jail on a weapons charge and let me tell you Jimmy gave himself a nickname. You want to know what his nickname was? What is it? Jimmy the Hammer Hammer. Rogers. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, apparently, Wainwright had rented a car for the weekend of the murder. And the GPS showed that he had driven to Florida. So, this is the story of Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) So, he... On this GPS, it shows them that they specifically drove to Florida. And they drove to the Seavers' house. And oh, and this so Wright had rented Wayne Wright rented the car and he brought Jimmy along with him. So they both are going there. And the reason that we know how we know that Jimmy was there is because he took off work that day and told his boss he was going to Florida. (laughs) Oh my goodness. This is how not to commit a murder. Yeah, that's that's exactly what we're listening to right now. So he (laughs) yeah, he did that. So now the uh, now these arrests are starting to make sense to people because they're like, okay, like this is all coming full circle. Not only did this dumbass like tell his boss he was freaking going to Florida, but this Wainwright guy had already co- confessed to somebody else in Missouri. 
So they're like, there's no reason why, like, why would, why would he take, why would he just, hey, hey, Jimmy, let's go murder this lady. Like, what's the reason? Yeah, what's the motive? Was there jealousy? Was he trying to just kill Teresa? Was he trying to kill the whole family? Like, what were they trying to do? It's usually insurance money. <sighs> Husband needs some money. April, Did you, you need to be you in the You scared Aaron. Oh, sorry. He probably just toked it up and you scared him a little bit. Well, I did smell a stench <laughs> when I came in here. And I was like, oh. He's, you know, just, you get a little, do you, don't you get a little paranoid or something? Me? No, when you get high. Or is that no. meth? That's meth. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's why, I don't know. I think that's why meth people chew rocks and their teeth come out. Oh, I don't, I just. <laughs> no, they do put on, put up cameras because they're real paranoid. They think people oh. are after them. Oh, they like see, is that why they pick their face? That's meth bugs. <laughs> you like have they scratch and they itch. It's called meth bugs. And then you have meth mouth. And then you have that's meth why you mouth. have bad teeth. Well, it's because they're inhaling like bee spray and bleach. Oh, hey, sorry. Fun. This is a drug podcast. This now. is a drug podcast, <laughs> and it's kind of a porn podcast. So listen, we're covering all the bases. Check all the you don't genres. have to go to any other podcast. Just stay here. <laughs> so the evidence is slowly being put together, and. Police believe they knew exactly what happened. So on the morning of June 27th, 2015, Wayne had picked up his rental car and he picked up old Jimmy the Hammer and they drove the thousand miles to Bonita Springs and they drove all night. The GPS showed this <laughs> and it also showed that they went to Walmart where they were seen on camera oh. and they bought trash bags, wet wipes, black towels and a lock picking kit. They might be the smartest <laughs> criminals. And then April, they drove to the beach because they needed a little rest. So they took a little rest at the beach and then they went to Seaver's house where they waited in the garage for her to get home. Wow. But Seavers knew her, so they could have just like knocked on the door. She probably would have let him in. Probably, yeah. Wow. So they and then so and stupid. like then after that it showed the GPS showed that they drove like 17 straight hours back the next morning. So they just went straight back. Wow. So they then you're honest. like, why? Like, but what's the reason? Which you've already told us. So let's see if you're right. Oh, you guessed the reason. I was going to ask, what's the reason, April? But you already guessed it. Insurance money. Insurance money. Okay. So the motive was still undetermined, but. And I think the husband was demasculated. So he wanted to. Yeah, for sure. Slap around, but he was too chicken shit too. So then they're always like. Well, I need to get out of my marriage. Let me just kill him. Like That's so stupid. I don't understand. How you is that get logical? Just as much money. But he didn't want to lose his kids. I'm like, bitch, you're gonna lose your damn kids. You kill them, you're gonna be in jail. I mean, come on. I don't understand. It's better to have them every other weekend, anyways. <laughs> it, right? <laughs> I mean, come. So the police end up questioning Jimmy's girlfriend, Jimmy the Hammer, okay. as a girlfriend, and she don't tells tell me he told her. Hell yes. She tells police that Jimmy said he had used a hammer, a hammer to kill a woman who lived in Florida. <laughs> and they were like driving down the road one day and he hands her like, he's like, throw this jumpsuit out the window. And she's like, what? And throws it out the window and he like breaks his phone and he's like, throw this phone out the window. Oh and like throws the phone. And so she like tells him where it is and they find this evidence. <laughs> <laughs> so... Once police find this out, they go to Wayne and they're like, they're telling him that they got this evidence. So then Wayne, he just starts singing. He just can't. He admits that he and Rogers killed Teresa and they did it because Mark 
the husband told them to, and it was all his idea. And after more probing, Mark and Teresa turns out were having marital problems along with some serious financial issues. There were also several life insurance policies that Mark took out on Teresa, totaling over $4 million. Oh, my God. (laughs) They were, like, in major debt, though. They had, like, uh, tax evasion or whatever debt, like, tax, like, the IRS was, like, coming for them and stuff. It's like, you, okay. Teresa was writing off her weed and turns out you can't. Willie Nelson, we figured that out with Willie Nelson. And so <laughs> she was, and, and then they were stashing all the money and the cash and the ha- like. Oh, yeah. I don't know how much debt you're in, but anyway. There they, ought to be a database for, like, insurance policies. Like, there ought to be a rule. You can't have more than so many. Why would you have so many? You want them to die. Uh, <laughs> well, and I think you can, like, take one out on somebody and they don't even know. I don't know. You can. You can. But you have. I don't know. I don't know how that. I don't know. Maybe you need their social security. Did Dirty Chad have one out on you? Uh, Yes. (laughs) But I'm like, what are you trying to. How do you get money out of it? Like, do I pay for it? I did. Like, (laughs) like a $30 a month or something. Is that a like, how do you. I don't understand how it works, but I canceled that shit. Okay, good. (laughs) Hey, good. So, they also find a journal of Mark's. So, Mark was the manager of this little doctor's office. He was journaling? What? He got some issues. In this journal, he talks about marital problems, how they each had affairs on each other, and how they weren't attracted to each other, and how they did not have sex. Welcome to your podcast. I don't know. But especially, I don't ever hear a guy keeping a journal. I mean, I guess you do. But like, typically in these stories that we tell, it's it's always the woman has left a journal. Who's being abused, really. Yeah. Or taken advantage of. Well, maybe just Mark just couldn't handle it. And he was really just, he he was obviously losing his mind. He did not get any of the weed. She was not letting (laughs) him have the weed. She wasn't sharing. She was not sharing. So... Wayne, Wright, and Mark, oh, he said that Mark had promised him $10,000 to kill Teresa in a murder-for-hire scheme. He can what get a $4 shock. million dollars and you're only paying me 10000 Yeah, I don't think he knew that he was going to be getting $4 million. I'd be real mad. <laughs> so, so then Mark Sievers was then arrested, and it sent shockwaves through the community. They were shocked. I mean, not only do these guys look exactly alike, but now it's like they hired, he hired him to kill. I mean, come on. Yeah. So once Wayne started talking, like he wouldn't stop. He brought the whole plot. Like he told every (laughs) single little detail. He was like, he then, he he made a deal with the cops, obviously. Uh And so he was like, um, if he, they're like, if you testify, Against Mark and against Jimmy the Hammer, we will lessen your sentence from like a life sentence to like twenty five years, and we'll we'll do second degree murder or okay. something. <clears throat> so, the first person to face trial was Jimmy the Hammer, okay. and this isn't. I feel like my nose is bleeding. It's just running. That was weird. October twenty nineteen. <laughs> Am I on drugs? I don't think so. Okay, October twenty nineteen. 
which this is four years after the murder, which this is just two years ago. So this is crazy. Wow. There was not only was there evidence of uh, fiber on Teresa's body. It was it was evidence matching. It was fiber from the jumpsuit that Jimmy the hammer had his girlfriend throw out of the damn car. So they had found fiber on her body. And then they uh, Wayne had took the stand and they were like, they asked him who killed Teresa. And he replied, Jimmy and I did. And they're like, he says that they hit Teresa, that he hit Teresa three times. And then Jimmy took the hammer and just went and went and went and was like, he wouldn't. And like, Wayne is like, stop, stop, like trying to get him to stop. And he was like in his little trance, you know. And he was separated from, like, he didn't really know them. So it was nothing personal for Jimmy. Yeah, no. He just wanted to kill. Yeah, he's just the hammer. He's just the hammer. So they found, uh, and then, yeah, so then the motive was obviously the money that Mark had promised them once the job was done. Jury found Jimmy guilty of second-degree murder, and he was sentenced to life in prison. Okay. Now we have Mark Seaver's trial. Okay. And this is November 2019, so, so it's a Jimmy month later. Jimmy first, then Mark? Jimmy first, then now it's Mark, the husband. When does Rain White get it next? Well, he's not going on trial, I guess, because he's already admitted. So does he get immunity? I don't, he, he gets, oh. he, they, if he agreed, so he said that he did it. Oh, he pled plea guilty. Deal, plea deal. Okay, he got a plea sorry. deal. Yeah. So 2019. And now we have the evidence, uh, of Mark and Wayne that they had used burner phones. Oh God. I mean, <laughs> to, that was the one smart thing to do. To communicate weeks before the murder, Myrtle, Myrtle, mm-hmm. which pretty much solidified that there was a secret between the two of them. And Wayne also testified against his former best friend, which was Mark. And he said, Jimmy Rogers and I physically did it, but Mark was also involved in the planning. And it was all planned by Mark because he said he had many problems and that Teresa was planning on leaving him and would take the kids and that he, that like killing his wife was his only option. What? That is never the only option. People, that is never your only option. Unless it is self-defense and you're about to die. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> four hours it took the jury. Four hours. He wow. guilty. Found guilty. First degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder for his role in the plot to kill his wife. How long does he get? He... Is okay, so then his sentencing. So, January, so this the trial was November. Okay, this lasted a while. The sentencing was in January okay. 2020. What, yes, the other day, literally. And Seavers makes a statement, Marks makes a statement, and he says that he was innocent and he's he is innocent and he's heartbroken that Teresa was his soulmate. Oh my gosh, and Although the jury found him guilty that he is innocent of all the charges. Guess what? The judge said, I judge people's actions. I don't judge people's souls. That's for somebody else to do. Death. Ooh. Sentence to death penalty. Wow, Florida. They were real serious. And then Wayne Wright, he received 25 years. 
He got his sentencing February 2020. Okay, okay. So, and he said, his quote was, I wish that there was a way, anything at all, I could do to change what happened. I can't, and it will be with me for the rest of my life. I'm truly sorry. Are you, though? He's confused. He ought to be sorry that he was that dumb. Every day he's got to live with the stupid mistakes that he did. Not just killing her, but... You just left b- breadcrumbs. Awful. So stupid. The the title of this episode for like 48 hours was called Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> <laughs> Rightly so. So we have Jimmy that was sentenced to life. Yes. We have Wayne that was sentenced 25 years. And we have Mark that was sentenced to life in the death penalty. Wow. So Teresa's family, after five years, finally got the justice they were looking for. Obviously, they don't want to lose Teresa, but, you know. That is what it is. And Teresa's mother made a victim impact statement. And she was like, my daughter's extraordinary. And she was making a difference in the world, selling everybody all the weed. And (laughs) (laughs) she sounded like she was legit. And she, uh, the girls, their two kids, the Seavers' two kids were like the, the grandparents, Teresa's parents took, custody of the kids oh my goodness i know and so she's like my granddaughters have broken hearts they'll never be mended and blah 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 and so the conspiracy to kill your wife the whole thing i mean that's you know people it's just never gonna it's work not worth it never don't do it don't hire somebody i mean you know unless you live in like midlothian <laughs> apparently they cannot be solving problems i'm not saying i'm unless not saying that's what happened Texas. i'm just saying you seems, can, might can get away with murder what might have happened in another case of similarity that basically rhymes with this name <laughs> Seavers and beavers Seavers and beavers but yeah it was beavers yes yeah hey we are gonna <laughs> record that episode we have soon. to especially since we're talking about it yeah so thank you for coming to my ted talk and we should do it during the break well yeah we'll just get our our people to come yeah i mean okay i don't know why they wouldn't want to caroline we've never had a quickie that quick did you hear what i said thank you for coming to my ted talk oh ted talk (laughs) i said thank you for coming to my ted talk I don't really know what that means, though. I see it everywhere, but I don't know what it means. Wait, you don't know what a TED Talk is? I see it, but what is it? Are you living your life? (laughs) Barely. Okay, you know they always used to play all those TED Talks for us at every thing. Yeah. It's It's like self-improvement People go up on the stage and they'll talk about their talk. They just talk their talk. Okay. So then sometimes afterwards they're like, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> so that's what I said. And now Great. it's lost on you, but maybe some people actually understood my Great TED Talk. analogy. Great I can't. TED. Well, anyways, so that was that. And we're done and we're leaving. Yeah. Do not forget to rate, oh. review, and subscribe. Oh, we should have said that at the beginning. Listen, we've been getting some reviews and just keep doing it, people. Yeah. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. That's how you help us out. Five-star review. Get it done anywhere you listen to your podcast, but especially Apple. Yeah, I don't know where else to review and write. I think you can on Audible, but I don't know. I, don't, I thought I don't that's where that you read books. 
I know, but you can listen to Can you do it on iHeartRadio? Don't know. I don't know. Pod, some other podcast fancy app? I don't know. I don't know. You guys tell us. Um, also, send us some ideas for 2022. We think we know how we're going to start off the year, but give us some ideas. You might change our mind. And just so you know, TED Talks are influential videos from expert <laughs> speakers on education, business, science, tech, and creativity with subtitles in 100 plus languages. Now, true crime. Ideas worth spreading. And now, true crime. Yeah. We just had a true crime I know. TED Talk. I know. Um, I want to give a shout out to Rogue Media Network. We sound amazing because of Rogue Media, Mike, Allison, and Aaron. Thank you, guys. And if you want to hear more Rogue Media podcasts, head on over to the website, roguemedianetwork.com. Don't for- forget to uh, stay aware, stay alive, and always be DTF. Bye, y'all. has been a Rogue Media Podcast.